Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Everyone Has a Story series here on the S3 Podcast. A little heads up about this episode. My guest and I did not have the best connection audio-wise, but I did not want to scrap this episode because I really enjoyed the conversation, and I think you will as well. I would recommend listening to this episode with headphones on. It's not going to sound too great in the car or on speakers, but it's quite listenable with headphones on, okay? With that being said, in this episode, I speak with a former Marine and current Jiu-Jitsu instructor who owns and operates a martial arts physical fitness academy in Elmhurst, Illinois. Our discussion revolves mainly about those topics. I had a lot of fun doing this, and I hope you have fun listening, okay? And without further ado, I bring to you episode three of the S3 podcast featuring the homie Anthony Farrow. All right, that's all from me for now. Until next time, keep it real and keep it righteous. Please enter your details. Access to Welcome to the S3 Podcast. All right, so I'm here on episode three with Anthony Farrell. Am I saying that right, Farrell? Yeah, Farrell. And let me just read this off. You're from Alsip, Illinois? Uh, yeah, correct. Nice. Yeah. I, I grew up in Blue Island, so <laughs> the neighboring, oh, neighboring town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was born at, uh, in Blue Island. <laughs> you were born in Blue Island, St. Francis Hospital? It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, same here, same here. All right, so then it, it goes on. You went to Shepherd High School, studied at Moraine Valley, studied yeah. business management, computer science at College of DuPage, studied master's yeah. degree in psychology and education at North Central University, former sergeant at Marine Corps, and now you own and you train people at your own academy entitled Pharaoh Academy. Yes. That's a long list of accomplishments, my friend. Well, it's you know, I've been I've, I've been around uh, a while, so that's pretty impressive, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it hasn't been easy. Yeah, that's not an average person's uh, accomplishments. Like that, that takes a lot of dedication and focus. You know. Yeah, I, I, I commitment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know you. No one can force you to do that stuff but yourself. Yeah. Let's start a little bit like, um, you know, just from your childhood, like growing up. What was life as a teenager? Earliest memories, like what do you remember? How was it going back then? It was, uh, you know, there was some good back, you know, that's for sure as as a kid. Uh, You know, there was some some bad negatives. I lost my father. I think I was about five years old. Um cancer so that that sucks uh well, you lost your father at five you... yeah yeah jesus yeah sorry to hear that yeah man. yeah no it's it's you know so that's gonna that's gonna put a strain on a family absolutely um you know you you have a, a mother that's trying to do the best she can you know 
two kids at the time in the house, and you know, it, it was tough. Um, you have a brother or a sister? I have uh, one sister. Okay. Five years older. Five years older. Um, married, has kids, all that stuff. But yeah, and uh, you know, and it's something you never forget. But it, it, it's who we are. But you know, it, it was it was tough uh, growing up. But he, it was good though. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it wasn't uh, nothing was awful about it. Just. Where, so where where do you think you got the drive to um do all the things you've done? Where did that come from? Uh, that's a very good question. I I was in the baseball as a kid. That that's what I loved with my childhood was I was really good at baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my escape, and you know I, I was pretty good at it. I would go to the traveling team almost every year. Um, you know, so that was. That was awesome. So I don't know if my drive comes from there. To be honest, I barely got to high school. I, I couldn't. Uh, I could. I could not focus. Show life with me. So it was like and baseball I, your your outlet. Like you saying, like you couldn't focus during yeah, classes and such, right? Yeah, school. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I couldn't concentrate. Hey, you're not. You're not but alone it, in that, man. <laughs> A lot of people. No. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, until I went to college later on after the military, that's when I I had that drive, and I had more drive at this point after the military. That's that's for sure. My my life before that was kind of, you know. You said know. you had more drive after the military. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I I put in my mind I was going to be a marine, so I no matter how hard it got, I said I was I was going to do my at least four years, you know, do what I'm saying, get out of their lives, and see what happens. But yeah. I, I said I was going to, no matter what, I'm going to stay there um, and get through the boot camp and, and all that. But then after everything I've seen or ever been through, it, it pushes me uh, beyond belief. And I don't know, I think I'm just used to a chaotic life, so I, hey, you know, I'm competing next week in the state here, but I just, you know, open a school, I have to juggle, you know, I'm kind of running it by myself, and, you know, it's, it's, it's there's a lot, uh, so the drive, I would say, and it's a, it's, it's a good question, I would say the military helps with that a lot. Well, I would think, like, um, the discipline aspect of the military, right? I mean, that's the yeah. whole point, is to, like, it's, it's tough, not, you're, you know, your average person can't, um, go through the military and, and excel, you know, like that's not an easy thing to do, but yeah, I would, wow. imagine, I don't know. I haven't been in the military. I have a few relatives that have, you know, and such, but to be yeah. in the military, I would imagine they teach you focus and focus on yourself and, and empowering yourself, making yourself better. Yeah. Actually, I mean, they build you to what they kind of want you to be. <laughs> and, and it's how we react, you know, everybody reacts differently to it. Uh, and, but I, you know, that's what makes us all unique, but we do get, you know, I, I think a lot of it is, is if you have an ego, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to do that, that's different. And, and you see a lot of people in the military go nowhere in life, uh, or just not even make it through the military, because they just feel like it's an ego thing, and they're not strong enough mentally. Oh, um, well, it could break people, yeah. I could imagine. Oh, yeah. I, it's broken me uh, a, a, a good amount of times. I mean, there's kind of, a ton of stories, you know? And, and it's, but, 
I just kept, I, I wanted to keep going. I had, I had, I put myself as I had no choice. I, I, before that, I was going nowhere in life. I was, like I said, I barely got out of high school. I went to, uh, Moraine Valley for about a year. I, I passed a few classes, but then didn't give a rack back about anything else. Um, I, I don't know. I was just a young kid. I was like 19, 18, 19, 20. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's um, the military is a positive, you know, avenue people can take when they're kind of trying to figure it out. Like that's, you know, of course, everybody has their opinions about the military and stuff we've done, you know, and things, yeah. you know, we can go argue that and talk about that till our heads pop off, you know, but. Yeah, no matter what, it's, you know, exactly. He's still. I, I don't know. It's just one of those, regardless what you agree on or don't agree on, you just have to understand we did it for a reason. And, you know, a lot of us that reason weren't the country and stuff like that. You know, we're, it was just a job. And it was just another job. We were told what to do. And, yeah. And know, it's an avenue. It, and it's an avenue to bigger and better things. And I think you're, um, you know, an example of that you you're you run your own business i mean that's not something a lot of people can say like you have your own business i mean you know like i, I wouldn't even know where to begin man like i would like i would have to you know do a lot of a lot of studying and figuring it all out man you know so that's like pretty to me it's that's impressive and that's very cool Appreciate you know Thanks. yeah um but- like I don't, I have like it's my my uh, bachelor's is business management, and if if you ask me what I what I'm taking from that degree and bringing into the business, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, it, you know, it, it, it'll learn as you go, and that's what I'm doing. I'm learning as I go. Yeah. How long have you had your business for? Um, it's going on two years. I, uh, it's two years. I opened up a new academy July 3rd, uh, a bigger one already in a year. Um, oh, nice. So you moved up, yeah. you started somewhere and you're already on your, your second venture in a sense. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good students, um, that stay with me and train with me and, you know, put their, um, you know, Put their faith in me. Yeah, I'm and that's a, that's a righteous. Goals. I think that's a really righteous thing to uh, to be in a sense. You're not how how we were just talking about how the military is somewhere to turn when you when you're kind of lost. You don't have a an avenue. Now you're you're that person to these kids. It's yeah. It's, it's, think about that. It's different. You got to try to be a role model or or some sort of a, a leader. You know and you know, again, going back as the, again to the military, when you start picking up rank, you're in charge, and you know the way we did in the military is different than how civilians do stuff, and that's how that's what's tough for us to transition over. Right. Um, so I'm a, I'm a tough coach, you know, or instructor, or whatever you want to call it, but but it's, I'm also you know I I I, I build relationships with people, and, like we're close. It's like a family. Uh, and it just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it came natural to me, but it's, it hasn't, it doesn't feel like it. 
spectrum, but people say, oh, you're a man. See what you're doing, but I've never seen it. They said you're uh, a what? I didn't hear what you said. I, I was meant to. Oh. I have people say I was meant to do what I'm doing now, and yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's good yeah. that that you found that because I think that's like a critical thing for people in their lives to find something right to find something that gives you motivation to keep you going and I think that, like that's key. A lot of people kind of never find that and they just kind of wander through, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you being told that by people that gives you confirmation, like yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in a good spot. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good feeling to hear that. Yeah, because it's showing that you know that's just a hard work um, for what I put into this and what I will continue to put into this and everybody. You know, that's that's all I can ask for. You know, it just it takes like this time, but I, but I love what I do. I need people to say that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not a lot of people can say they're doing what, you know, they love to do. And that's what ev- I mean, that's what everybody should try for, man. Oh yeah. I I believe you can do whatever you put your mind to. I, I you know, was bankrupt like what a year about a year ago. Wow. <laughs> I, I guess I was ter- I was terrible. I you know, you I lost my house, this is a divorce, you know. And that's while going through college, just working full-time, uh, you know, training, being an MMA fighter, doing jiu-jitsu, just juggling every aspect of life. Yeah. Uh, it was well, just chaotic. Let's, let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, we didn't really even touch, we just kind of went right into you own a studio, but you uh, you train people in the art of jiu-jitsu. Yes. Yes. I know a little yes. bit about it, not anywhere as near as you, of course. It, to what I think, it, it's the art of uh, submission, right? Isn't it like? Correct. It's basically yeah. it's how to per- defend yourself. It's not like yeah. a, stri- a striking art. Like it's not a punching, kicking as much art. It's a uh, how. No. To- okay. No, it's it's but you know self defense. It's the best self defense. You get to test yourself. Almost you could go a hundred percent probably at the worst. And, and and not hurt your partner. I Meaning you go, you can go hard, but you're testing your ability against live people every, you know, every day or five days a week, four days, whatever it may be. That's it, a lot. So it's a mental, it's a, it's a mental and physical challenge, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. we're a little crazy to do it. All of us. That's what we say. But we say that again. We all say we're a little crazy, but... You say we're, you're all a little crazy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. You guys got to be crazy <laughs> to fucking put your put yourself through that mentally and physically every day and training and all that. Like, man, that takes some serious, serious dedication, dude. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, it's fun. It's cool. <laughs> it's just you have to get a, you have to get a rhythm. You, you really do. You got to get a... You just have to, you think I want to train every day, like when I wake up, no way. But I know I only have two days a week to go to my instructor's school to train. So guess what? On those two days, I'm going unless I'm, I'm you know, sick or, I mean, for me to be injured and, and, it's, and not train, it's tough because I'll train through almost every injury. <laughs> uh, 
illness is different. Like it was this is bad. Um, but I based my whole schedule around Monday's Wednesday morning as my tough training schedule. Okay. Um, okay. Because I, I'm at my knives in all the time. So I, I need to get there two, day, two days a week because I get the grapple of a bunch of killers and I get taught by the world champion. So it's, it's awesome. You said you, you, so get, you get taught by world champions? Yeah, the instructor is a world champion. Nice. Yeah, so he's amazing. But I, it, that's what I mean, you know, just being there, showing up, that's the thing. Showing up to the doors is the hardest part mentally. Yeah, just getting um, getting to the point where yeah, like it becomes a habit. I think starting starting is the hardest part, right? For people to do something new or different, that's like the the hardest thing for people to do is the fear of what might happen. Oh, it's terrifying, especially in jiu-jitsu where you're not going to know what the heck's going on. <laughs> but you know, you're going to learn. Just you just have to trust. Me when I, I tell people I'm like you're gonna learn it's gonna click just keep doing what we're telling you to do just showing up is is the is the first step and probably the hardest step like once you're in it, into it and you get going it's all about you know taking steps to get better and better and better and better right oh yeah yeah it's the toughest thing for me was walking through the door and oh you just once you do it it's I don't know. I, I fell in love with it right away, and I was training probably six, seven days a week when I first started. Uh, so it was awesome. I loved it. I loved being able to know that I was able to catch somebody out or submit somebody being a small person my whole life. Using, it, it, it was, using your mind, basically. Using your strength, of course, but like outsmarting the opponent. Exactly. It's a very exactly. intelligent art form. People might think it's just roughing people up that, you know, from the outside looking in, like, what are they doing? He's going to break his arm. No, yeah, it's a chest match. It's a chest match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you got to guess the other person's movement. But yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, go up there, get into the door. Uh, you know, but if you don't, if you don't have drive, if you don't have goals, if you don't have, I don't know, commitment, Jiu-Jitsu is not for you, and that's just I'm um, 100% honest. And you, you see it, you see it all the time. Uh, people get excited for a week, and then after that, you never see them again. Like, you know, and it, it, it's tough. But but you can't force people to do anything, and it's ultimately their decision. Uh, but it, but it stinks to see that because. I just know how beneficial jiu-jitsu can be. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, people, you know, if you can't expect different results if you're doing the same thing constantly, right? You have, you're the only one that has the power to pull yourself out of a rut. You have to do something different. You have to step out of your norm if you're doing the same patterns over and over again, and it's not making you feel better or not expanding your horizons or you know getting to a the, the mountaintop or wherever you're trying to get. If you're just doing the same thing over and over again, how do you expect exactly. different results, right? Oh yeah, exactly. You gotta you're gonna go through a struggle every week, probably, and 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 you get to uh, you're gonna have some horrible days yeah. where you're just. Throwing wow, up blood, you're... puking, wanting to give up, wanting to quit. Oh yeah, the finger and you're getting, getting your butt off chips. It's, yeah, uh, it's very demoralizing, humbling, and awesome. They all the same time. 
Uh, but I love it. That's cool, man. And when when did uh, what drew you to um, the art of jujitsu? When like what was the first thing you seen, or how did you get involved? I think where everybody uh, I do on that. A lot of people that started jujitsu around my time was just uh, Place Gracie fan from the uh, first UFC. You know, little skinny guys submitting these people in weird positions. Nobody knew what the heck was going on. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about like the old school original UFC, oh. like one, two, and three, when it was no weight classes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, yeah. dude, I yeah. remember that. I remember that. I was uh probably like in my early twenties, late teenager, and. I remember going to Blockbuster Video and seeing these, you know, these videos like, what the hell is this all about? Ultimate fighting. And there's like <laughs> pictures of this big dude fighting this little dude. I'm like, what the hell is this? So we rented on VHS, <laughs> old videotape, <laughs> going to basement, you know, with with the homies, friends, and we're just hanging out and watching this like minds blowing. Like, what the? I remember, I don't know if you remember this fight. It was a big black dude. He was probably like 400 pounds against this little skinny like white dude maybe he's mexican or something i don't know whatever not doesn't matter it's just saying it for facts and he, he ended up kicking the dude in the face like he somehow he fell to the ground you remember this yep yep <laughs> yeah. that big uh yeah i don't know if he was a sumo wrestler or some sort of uh i think yeah yeah i think that's what they called him or like in that realm he was like a sumo style wrestler yeah yeah and he yeah he got knocked knocked out cold right yeah yeah he fell and he got like booted in the face like tooth went flying out of the ring <laughs> it's like holy oh, yeah. shit well and that, that's when i was like i will never ever do something like this though but i was still intrigued by like, yeah and then and then the sport evolved and i did not look at it until uh my second tour in iraq in 2006 Okay. That's that when there, we had uh, a, a Marine reservist was in our platoon. He was actually, I believe, a blue belt to get to. And he just took us near the end of our deployment and showed us some stuff. And uh, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it right away. I submitted somebody the uh, next day. Um, and I just it felt so good to do what I did, you know, and. And then when we went home from deployment, I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing jujitsu for sure. And I remember I was hesitant to go and I barely even left the class. But after that, that was it. You were hooked. I haven't, yeah, I haven't missed more than probably three weeks of training ever. And this, this is it. over a span of how many years? 10 years? 15? 11, 11, 12, 11, 12 years. Nice. Yeah, I think the, the UFC has done a good job. I think like, a lot of people like I'm a fan, you know, I'm a casual fan. Don't get me wrong. I don't know everything about it, but like, um, I know that at one point in time they were about to fail and they couldn't book any events because people saw it as just straight brutality. And then they had to, yeah, like, yeah like, and they changed the rules and it kind of made it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still violent as fuck. <laughs> like there's no, you know, you can't deny that, but the stories of the individuals, um, the heart behind it, it just makes for a great story and captivating entertainment, you know? Yeah, it, it was to the point. It was way too violent at that point. But yeah, like, like you could still stop people on the ground. Like now, you, you know, when you can't kick it down to point. Like they made, they created certain rules to make it at <laughs> least less brutal. Like now it's more about, like we were talking about earlier, about the mind. 
as long yeah. along with the physical as well, you know, and like you said, a chess match, it becomes a chess match. You got a grappler versus a striker. Like, where's the fight going to go? Like, the, of course, the grappler wants to get the striker to the ground. Striker wants to keep it on his feet, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. That, that chess match comes in, man. And it's just it's, it's fucking cool. It's exciting. It's one versus one, which makes it so cool. You know, like other sports, it's team based, which is awesome in their in the own in their own right, right? Yeah, it's yeah. only you. It's only you out there. Everyone's yeah. watching you. Uh, you can't just, tag. You, know, you can't tag out. There's no tag team matches. <laughs> oh, uh, uh-uh. yeah. It's 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 a thing. Yeah, I'm just you know I watch base watching baseball and it's just wow. It's the whole team. You know, I I get it. I, I was a pitcher, but you know, you still have a whole team that could mess up or, or save you. Uh, but no one's saving you in that, that cage. <laughs> yeah. Other yeah. than yourself. Yeah, man. And I, I think that's one of the things that makes it so, so cool. You know, it's just like we're saying one on one, just you and your mind and your strength and how much training did you put in? How much focus did you put in? You know, it's, it's a very cool sport, man. It's, it's, and if anything, it gets people to be, uh, more focused, healthier. You know, you see the stuff, you, you're inspired by these fucking gladiators, man. You're like, damn, if they can do uh, all that, maybe I could do a little yeah. something better in my life, you know? It's, it's amazing what their bodies can take uh, and the success that it, it could lead you. Uh, it, yeah, it's just, I wish people seen it. And it's, okay, it's getting like a, it's a, like a college degree. you got to be that committed. Not everybody's going to get a, get a black belt. There's no, not a chance. Right. You know, not a chance. You know, that's, that's unique. It's not for everybody. It's not. not for, yeah, it's not. Know, I, I get, life gets in the way. People have families. Things get crazy. But it, it all, you could always, you could always make an hour. Most of the time, you can make an hour. Right. I, I right. barely had an hour for myself before, you know, juggling school work and, and training and, and, you know, owning a house it, it, it was you know other than the kids I, I had that stuff but I know kids make everything tougher Be, yeah yeah, sure. yeah yeah but but like you're saying being busy shouldn't be an excuse we all have no. that window that small amount of time where we could be doing stuff that's gonna help us you know um but I, I do get I do get it, man. For some people, it's just life hits you fast and it gets overwhelming. And when you get that quiet time, all you want to do is kick your feet up, watch some TV, yeah. right? You know, and and that's that's okay. That's fine too. That's fine too. Yeah, exactly. But you know, if you want to better yourself, you have to t- when that window of opportunity comes up, you got to fill it with positive things. You know. Yeah, and you know, I see I see a lot of my students that. You know, they're just, they've been hooked and, and they don't miss their days. They don't, they come when they are, they're coming. That, that to me is, is awesome. That makes me love doing my job even more. Yeah. It, it, to see it, their success it, it, and. Yeah. And they're, they're, they will succeed. I'll, I'll get them as far as they want to go. You know, that's my goal. I, I have to, to be a good coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, yeah, that is my goal. That's uh, to motivate people. Yeah. You know, if they give me hard work, I'm going to put in hard work and make it harder for them. I try to do a lot. Yeah. 
do you have any uh interesting stories about it like you don't have to mention names or anything but just like you know a particular student that really like i don't know cool motivating uh-huh. story um, yeah, it's like a funny story. I got, I got some funny stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down for a funny story. <laughs> so, oh boy. There's this guy from, I, so I used to, I used to work at, uh, UST Gym in Lombard, um, when it was in Lombard, open. Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Now it changed to UST Gym, Yorktown. So I learned how to teach a lot. In at USC gym because you know I was a jiu-jitsu coach and that's where my experience was and I was able to grow students. You were able um, to what? Grow, to grow my students. Okay. Uh, get my clientele and and then I think three years later we decided to open my own place. But anyway, so you'd get your fair share of people there coming in from everywhere. But there's this one guy that I think he got his, uh, his arm popped by one of the girls that he trained with. Oh, no. And, well, the, the reason why this guy was being super mean to this girl grappling, like, probably a week before, like, just doing stuff you shouldn't do to a girl when you're grappling. Just, you know, don't be a dick. Don't have an ego. It's really you have to try to sit if you really have to try to submit a girl all the time, come on, man. Like, so he, man he was over aggressive. Just over, just yeah, doing like illegal, doing stuff that nobody at that level at that point. They were all beginners. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was was this a competition, or was he instructing her? No, this was just this is just at the gym, just during one of my classes at the end. Okay, this is like whatever. Hey, let's let's train, let's practice yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little sparring, and, you know, and it's tough because at the time I didn't know what I was doing. Like, all right, how do you tear people up? So anyway, so the next week I remember she, I, I started training this girl, and uh, I was showing her how to do a an arm bar, like really good. And I guess the next week she popped his arms in class <laughs> because he he just received the pass and she went hard, and I was like, well. I kind of knew that was going to happen. I didn't, uh, I didn't discourage it because I was like, well, give him the face of his own medicine. But okay. So this was after, this was after you seen him being overly aggressive. So you're like, come here, come here. Let me show you something that you can use next time. This fucking guy tries to fuck with you. Uh, No. Yeah. I said, I said, go for it. I'm like, you put him in his place. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Ah, uh, he screamed, and I was like, "Oh man, son of a bitch!" But anyway, so why didn't he tap? What happened? His man pride got in the way, or I, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ego, ego, ego. Um, and he just, he just guy thought he was a master martial artist. Oh God! So the funny, the funny thing is that he would show up to class in a sling, <laughs> and he would <laughs> grapple with some of my students in a sling. And I had no idea what the hell to do, but it was at, at a, it wasn't my gym, so I couldn't be like, dude, get the hell out of here. Right, right. So these people are grappling with this guy with a sling on, and it's just, oh my God. It's just, I picture it, and I just picture my students, and it's the funniest thing in the world. God love that guy, you know? Poor guy. You still, but, yeah. you're, you're still, you're still buddies with the dude, like still friends? No, no, I don't talk to that dude. 
Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, hey, London. I'm recording my podcast right now, buddy. Good job. <laughs> it's my my nephew. My nephew's here. Yeah, I love you, man. you want you want to say you want to say something to the mic? Go ahead. That's your mic right there. What do you want to tell? Hello. Okay. <laughs> Where's the sound? It's in the headphones. You can't hear it right now, but you can hear it later. Hello. Nice to meet you. I love you. Aww. I love you too. On. You want to hear yourself? Okay, one sec. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk. They can hear you. Hello? Hello? Say what's up, Anthony. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm interviewing a friend right now. He's telling me some stories and stuff, and we're just recording. What the heck? Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool little kid. All right, let me get back to it, buddy, okay? Go ahead and sit there. Be quiet. <laughs> Hello, not nice you. What are you doing there? <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. What are you doing there? <laughs> you trying to take over the podcast or what? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, give me one second. Let me get him out of here. Give me one second. Okay. Sorry, man. <laughs> Let me finish up here, buddy, okay? All right, man. Sorry about that, <laughs> he's like what are you doing I know he's seen all this equipment in my room before but I don't think he knew like what's really going on <laughs> alright so let's uh, I want to talk it was just kind of interesting to me I wanted to ask you about like um, it said you, you studied psychology yeah for a few um, a few semesters and then uh, I ended up doing camping you ended up what? Um, I ended up working more. And I started focusing more on, on looking to open a business, so I kind of stopped. Um, and money, money too, because my GI Bill ran out from the military. So I didn't have the money to, to pay to go to, to finish my um, master's. So the, the GI Bill was, um, that's money granted for your education? Yeah, for three years. So I finished my bachelor's and a little bit of my master's in three years. Nice. Yeah, psychology's that's that's got to be. In, I mean, that's, I, I went to a couple classes and uh, actually at Marine Valley for psychology and some interesting stuff oh. going on there. Oh, I love it. I yeah, love it. Uh, just the mind is just awesome. I love it. Yeah, it, it is like deep diving into why people think <laughs> certain things and how the mind works. It's... I just remember when I was young, I was in the serial killers, like just like why, how crazy, like how what makes them do what they do, you know. So I was always intrigued by how intelligent, like they're intelligent people, well, most of them. You know, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, how can they mastermind these great plots? You can't be stupid and do some of the things that you hear about, right? No, no, that's unbelievable. So they have intelligence, but figuring out why they use it for killing people, basically, is like, what? what's going on there? Yeah, and a lot of, you know, a lot of that from the child, childhood. It's all had, my opinion, it all stems from childhood. 
childhood trauma. Yeah. Yeah. No normal person <laughs> should be blowing up any schools and stuff like that either. Yeah, they said like the first, <clears throat> like the first, you know, 10, 12 years of a person being alive is like super important. And when there's not good yeah. influences around or no influences around, like, how, like, dude, I mean, I, I came from a family, you know, my mom and dad, they're still married. Like, thank God for that. Like, I couldn't, I can't imagine what kids go through, you know, like just so many things, you know, they're abandoned by their, their family or, you know, God forbid they, you know, you hear two parents go on a vacation and they both die in a plane crash or like just so much, so much insane stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, Yeah. You see a lot. You know, yeah, if you have no positive role models, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I think what you're doing is, is super important, man. I mean, I'm sure you're a role model to, to kids that, you know, don't maybe don't have the best role model or need. Yeah. I I, I feel like I do. I've had people talk to me and tell me that that I mean a lot to them and and vice versa. And life, life skills. And it's not just teaching them to just to try to teach them that, you know, the state of trouble. Uh, That's huge, you know. Don't be using it on the streets unless you have to. Obviously. Uh, but, well, not obviously. So. Yeah. You, yeah. You're not teaching people to be killers. You're teaching people no. confidence, um, self-worth, you know, how to focus, how, how to protect yourself, protect other people. Like, it's all, it's all righteous stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And bullies and, you know, like kids, it's huge for kids, it's huge for women, uh, for self-defense, definitely. Yeah. Too much, too much craziness out there. And, you know, people cry in the week. They're not gonna, most people aren't just gonna attack that person with like a bunch of tattoos or they look like they don't know what the hell. They could do some damage, you know. So they, you know, they cry in the week, but I, I believe, you know, I, I know some people that look like absolute nerds that are vicious killers, uh, <laughs> yeah. on the mat, and they're monsters, and nobody would, you would never know. And those are the scary people. <laughs> but that's what you just go about. Yeah, and I think, I think the, the popularity of the UFC has a lot to do with that, too. It's like, man, you could learn a lot of stuff just from watching that, and, you know. Yeah. YouTube videos and encouraging people to go into like actual studios and start learning. You don't know, (laughs) you know, you don't know who you're messing with out there, man. So it's like, you don't, you don't, I check. That's why I don't do anything. I'm not a social butterfly. I don't go (laughs) many places. (laughs) It's a scary world, man. It is. I don't like being around a lot of people. Yeah, I'm done with that. I, I don't like that. But when I have to corner my fighters, I you know they don't understand. I don't think they understand the, the anxiety that I actually have to have to go there. For one, to, to coach them because it's, it's, it's terrifying. Two, I have to be around all these people. You know, and it's, it's tough. So I think, like when I compete, uh, like people don't. They're like, man, you're stressing out for the competition. Relax, relax. Well, it's not just for the competition. It's because I know I'm going to be around all these people. 
I'm going to be on the spotlight type thing, you know, so that, that's, that's a different, you know, that to me is a different factor than just being scared of, of a tournament or not performing. That doesn't stand. You know, I, I, I know what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. What scares me is knowing I don't know how many people are going to be there. What, Perform- uh, performance there. anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you're on your own school and compete, you're putting a lot on the line. You know, I, I, if I have to come back there, I didn't win. And, and you know, it's, it's tough. But they respect that a lot of me for it because I still put it on the line. You don't see a lot of people that will put it all on the line. Yeah. Just made me think of like, like stand up comedians, like how they can go out on stage and yep. <laughs> with the lights focused right on them, just them, no, yep. one to, no one to turn to, you know. Yep. Like, dude, yep. just getting over yep. that, that hump uh, and that fear yep. to do that is, is, is so commendable and it, it takes so much strength, man. That's a lot. That, I, yeah, I give all anything. Everybody like that. Uh, yeah. So, so you, so when you know you have something to that magnitude coming up, you do you do? Are there certain rituals you do? Do you um, meditate? Do you do certain exercises? Like what? What do you do to help you get ready mentally for for that? I, I try to just. I my goal is to not think about it till it's like the day before, but I have to leave. And then it hits me like a like a uh, like a ton of bricks. Mm. But I am good at throwing keeping stuff out of my mind because in the military we kind of just put stuff in our mind and just put it away, forgot about it. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I try to do as a temporary fix for me not to stress about going to the competition or flying. You know, I hate flying. I hate being around a bunch of people. Like I said, and and you know. You know, it's tough. It's tough. And traveling is tough for me because, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but, you know, when I deployed, I would always have to move. So in the military, I was constantly moving, moving, moving. So it was every time I knew I was going on a plane, I was, I was going away for possible seven months. You know, so it was, I knew I wasn't going to see my family, my dog, you know, my friends. Terrible. So now, Every time I like pack, I get anxiety. It, it, it kind of brings me back to that those, those days. You said every so, time, every I, time you pack. Yeah, weird. When you when you're you getting know. ready to go to leave for a tournament, you start getting that anxious feeling. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, dude, just just time. trusting trusting people or people, I should say, just trusting a pilot to get you from point A to B safely in this huge metal thing that can fly is it's pretty funny to think about in itself man speaking speaking of that that's funny uh this is an interesting story that i don't think anybody knows other than that we're on the plane with me and a few other people but when we were flying into kuwait the first time um that was about 23 hours in the flight after a few stops i just said 23 hours straight so that's that so but <laughs> So our landing gear was not coming down, mm. and I know, and we were getting low on gas. And I just remember we we're like, "Ah, who cares? We're going to Iraq anyway." <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty much fucked up. 
you don't think about it a lot. Like, that's something you throw on your mind and just throw away because it's pretty intense. That could have been pretty bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> so how did you get yeah. word that the landing gear was acting it, 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 it finally came down after probably five, I felt like five minutes of not coming down. Wait, did, did, um, they announce, did they announce this to you? Like, hey, we're having trouble with the landing gear? Like, how did, or did you figure out after you got off? I believe it's because, yes, yeah, they announced it because I think they were circling around the, the landing. And, you know, you're, you're in Kuwait. You can't, you can't go with certain, you can't go far. You're going to have rockets thrown at, you know, shot at you if you go the wrong way, um, into some bad territory. So, I think they probably question it, and I think they they said, "Yeah, my heart just having a problem with the landing gear." Jesus. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty. Interesting. I was like, "Wow, this is gonna be a good time, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> this is like your introduction to Kuwait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, unbelievable. But yeah, so I just said, "That's why I want to write a book." Because <laughs> I told I told you that I want to write yeah. a book. Yeah, um, but I'm I think not, you should, man. Start jotting. These, well, you're so damn busy, but <laughs> if you ever find some free time, start jotting these uh, stories down. I, I, yeah, I got uh, stories. But, but the thing is, the stories. But I like, I like the the effect of the stories, meaning like the psychology part of it. To me, that's intriguing. Well, it's yeah, learning, right? Learning from every situation, getting better from it. Yeah. Yeah, or or why I'm acting like this. What triggers me to act like this? Well, if you take me back to when I was 13 years old, you know, that type of stuff. Um, you could really, people don't want to look at themselves like that, and that's why people don't help themselves. They're like, people make the mistakes, same mistakes over and over, it's because you're not putting any effort into yourself. You don't want to look at what you, you fuck up on. You don't want to see that you're not perfect. Yeah, I think people live almost in fast forward like they're going too fast then they don't slow down and take time for self-reflection with which i think is super important like you got to step you got to step out of yourself uh, and look at, in the eyes of other people how they're like how they see you you, you know what i mean oh, yeah. oh yeah no exactly a few years ago i hate myself i mean because i i was like wow i'm a stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sucking right now. Like, <laughs> you got to to even admit that it takes strength. Like, you have to, yeah. Like, I'm I'm not. Why is shit going so bad? Yeah, there's outside influences and things you can't control. But ultimately, like we're talking about, you can control it, understand it, and and reprogram your brain to make better choices and and learn. Because you're not learning, you're you're not improving, and you're just going to be in that same rut, man. Yeah. Okay. No, no one wants to to know their flaws. But if you don't know your flaws, how are you ever going to fix it? Uh, and that doesn't mean just because you say you have these flaws, you're fixed. You have to work on that shit. But um, you have to admit it first. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot of people who say that. They're still the same people they were four or five years ago. And to me, that's scary. You shouldn't be the same person. You should be a better version. Nah, man. Yeah, exactly. You have to uh, shed that skin, man, like a fucking snake, dude, and get rid of that shit and rebirth, yep. restart yourself. You got to be like 
iPhone 50 or whatever the hell we're on. You can't, you can't be on the iPhone 5 anymore or whatever, you know. You got to stay up with the times, man. You got, yeah, yeah. You got to. You get left in in the dust, man. You get left in the past. You got to stay relevant, you know. Yeah, true. (laughs) You do. God, I just, I already feel old. When I'm older on the day, I'm telling you, there's going to be robots all over the place. Telephones are going to drive our cars. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to that point, man. That's that's a, that's an actual fear. <laughs> like the robots are going to take over. Everything's becoming automated. Yeah, no, I don't like that. People need jobs. Some people need shit. <laughs> you say what? I said people need jobs. Don't be doing no robots. Yeah, it's a that's a very interesting topic right now in in, in discussion points like whether or not like we should be concerned about too much AI. I mean, of course it helps us in so many situations, but also it can kill the worker, you know? Oh yeah. No, it uh, no, this is so many so many messed up things that are going on that you just can't control. I don't know. It's just like that. It is. It is. I just saw a video today of like about 10 robot created robot or man created robot dog looking things that were looking like a like a bunch of dogs on a sled pulling a a full real life semi truck. These 10 these 10 little things. They look like dogs, but we're pure man-made robots just pulling this huge semi truck, like super strength. I'm like, do are we? Do we really want to create that? Like, what are we doing? How much money was that? We're How all, much yeah. money? Yeah, yeah. Is that one point two? So we can build robots to to race our big machinery. Yeah, uh, no, that's silly. That's crazy. It is, man. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's the alien. <laughs> the aliens are coming down and sharing their information with the humans and it, and no. some of the humans are like we promised you another planet it's we have 20 beautiful women for every one of you and all you have to do is <laughs> well that, that's the other hot topic I, I, I think I read some stuff about that too I was like oh wow about the aliens or something like the air force so they're, they're seeing a bunch of unidentified flying objects yeah. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I remember when I was young, I always thought that I was followed by one a few times. <laughs> when I was young, I was at my buddy's house, and I swear that uh, there was like a alien space shuttle following me home. Like this, oh, like, like you actually seen it. stuff? I thought it. It probably <laughs> was. It was probably a plane, but I swear this thing was just like, Steady, and it had like three lights, and it was not really moving too far or too fast or too high up. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah. But I was also into that stuff when I was younger. So, so. yeah, yeah. So you have to be honest with yourself. Like maybe you wanted to see it, right? Like, you're like oh. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you never know. Interesting. Yeah, no, it definitely is, especially when you hear stories from former military or current military people about that up in the skies. Yeah. Then it's like it makes it a little more like it's not just, hey, I was down here in my cornfield and I saw a bunch of lights, and then a little gray man came up and he uh, ate all my pancakes off my breakfast table. Yeah, no, 
No, you, it's yeah, a little more credible when it's not yeah. in that, you know. And the same thing with ghosts and stuff. But like, all that stuff gets credible. Or, I mean, yeah. if you hear A little more credible, stories, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you see a lot. Yeah. Like those people. <laughs> yeah, you can't believe me. People make up stuff all the time. Yeah, it's about sifting yeah. through the bullshit, man, and trying to find out the real, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I want to know what's in the ocean. I want to know what's underneath. Like, we don't, we don't see the. I'm sure there's huge monsters in that. Yeah, that's always a cool, cool thing to look at. Like videos of going down deep into the ocean, and with I don't know, have we ever been to the bottom? Like, there's got to be like un, you know, un um, discovered depths of the ocean we've never been to. I would believe. Yeah, no, there's so many depths we can't even go that low. So I can't even imagine. Did you ever see that glowfish thing that hovers down there? It like has an antenna over the top of its head, lights up. Oh no, that's no. Yeah, there's some crazy fucking fish down there that has an antenna on the top of its forehead and it reaches over and it'll, it's like the, you know, the fucking deepest depths, the darkest, and it'll go bloop, bloop, and light up to attract prey. And the prey will come by and be like, what's that light? What is that? Something I could eat? And then, done. Yeah, I don't know what it's called or anything, but dude, it's pretty fucking creepy, man. <laughs> you can't even trust the creature. <laughs> oh hell no! I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> Fuck that, man. <laughs> I uh, I got this is why again I want to write a book. I was in Florida uh, a few years ago. I was in the ocean for like a minute, and I don't like the ocean. And I got stung by a damn uh, man of war on my ass. <laughs> you got stung by a what? A man of war. A man oh, I've heard of these. Are they like stingray type creatures? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they could be deadly. If I was allergic to that, I would have been croaked, most likely. Um, it was terrible, but it, I had to go to the doctor. I don't know if I should pee on myself or what. <laughs> I used to live in Long Beach, California, for a few years, and we were like on Second Street, literally like two streets from the ocean, and we'd go down there a lot. And you know, I would go in a little bit, but man. I'd be in there for a minute or two, and then I'd I'd feel like one little thing like touch my leg, probably just seaweed or whatever. But man, yeah, it's yeah. a little creepy for me, bro. I'm I'm out of there. I ain't trying to get fucking eaten. I want to see what's under me. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not going out to feed my shark. Not gonna <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be. We're yeah, we're prey out in that motherfucker. We ain't you know on land. We yeah, might be I, the, the predators, but not in the ocean, bro. No, I I see jaws. I thought. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's real stuff right there. Yeah, that's yeah, real. Yeah, real seeing stuff. that as a kid, you're just like your your mind was blown. It's not even far fetched. They're finding sharks now that are pretty close to how fucking big that thing was. No joke. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. So I had a sea turtle swim under me, which was awesome because to think about because they're kind of endangered where we were or whatever. But yeah. Um, it, yeah, oh no doubt, dude. There's snorkeling. I've never done it. It looks fucking cool, and watching videos of it, man, good enough for me. I'm, I'm cool from here, just on my chair right yeah. here watching you guys do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over, I'm over that. I'm yeah, over that, yeah, man. They can, they can have that. <laughs> I'm not down for that. Hey man, I wanna uh, wanna do a little segment with you, um, a little little word game here. I call it Word Wars. What do you think? You down cool. for it? Oh boy, let's do it. All right, man. It's nothing crazy. It's just a 
I got a little random word generator here on my uh, iPad, and I uh, just pick, <laughs> just hit a little clicker button, boom, and it gives me uh, 20 random words, common words, though, from the English dictionary, and I want to go ahead and say them to you, and you just say the first word that comes to your mind, yeah? Oh, boy, okay. All right, cool. so we got 20 of them, we'll just go through them and see what we get. Like, uh, what is this, um... Final Jeopardy. I'm out there for Jeopardy. Family Feud. The ending where you had to like think of a, a question answer real quick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The uh the Family Feud ending. Right, right. Really. Yeah, yeah. A hundred people were yeah. surveyed. What yep, is yep. the hottest place yep. you've ever been? Yeah. Tijuana. That was my thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love Family Feud. Yeah, favorite show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey's fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> There's so many good uh, YouTube videos of him just, just like you know, messing around with the uh, <laughs> with the contestants, <laughs> the stupid shit they say. The way he react, yeah. reacts sometimes, man, is is comedy gold, bro. I love that dude. <laughs> no, yeah, people are. Uh... <laughs> He's awesome, man. All right, here we go. Yeah. Here we go, bro. Let's go. Second time, second time. First word is formula. Uh, race car. <laughs> nice. All right. Rage is the second one. Rage. Rage against the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. You can do phrases. It doesn't have to be one word. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, so we bad. got formula, race car, rage against the machine. Next word is publicity. Good. Loss. Salvation. Strength. Soak. Soak. S O A K. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, wet. Cigarette. Cigarette. Yep. Bad. Did you say bud? Bad. Oh. <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> All right, second one, or second one, but the next one, dip. Head. <laughs> I didn't say dick. Oh, dip? <laughs> dip, D-I-P. Oh, God. Dip. Um, me. <laughs> you Definitely said... me after that, yeah. <laughs> dip, you said dip, right? Yeah, D-I-P, dip. I know, I know. <laughs> that was perfect, though. Dick head. <laughs> oh boy, again. I still haven't eaten dinner yet. It's been a long day. good, though. I like it. Uh, man, sorry. <laughs> I told you you're gonna take your time, but not. You gotta, get, you gotta get up early. You told me. I know that. <laughs> no. All right, man. Qualify. Uh, range. Manufacture. Car. Percent. Grade. Cancer. Terrible. Salad. Yucky. <laughs> Hill. Tumbling. Tumbling, you said, yeah. 
penguin. You said penguin? Yeah. You said chill, right? Nah, I said hill. Hill. Okay. Sprint. Nice. Sprint. Weak. W-E-E-K. Weak. Long. Next one is... Next one is prove. Prove? Yeah, P-R-O-V-E. Prove. Truly. Nice. Oh, okay. This wasn't my word, but it, it came up. Urine. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> Invisible. Cloak. Oh, cloak. Dope. Nice. I like that. All right, man. Last one is flock. F-L-O-C-K. Flock. Geese. Was it? Geese. Goose. Geese. Gotcha. Gotcha. Geese. All right, we made, we made it through, bro. We made it through the 20 words right there. That's the word war. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I probably butchered so many words you said, and I came up with some bogus. <laughs> no, I know. That happened a few times on the previous episodes. <laughs> People said something, and I was like, what the f-? Yeah. And like, well, oh, I, th- I thought you said. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's all right, brother. Let's wrap it up here, man. Um, it's been fun. I know you have to get up early tomorrow. Uh, what do you got yeah, going? I'm going to train in the morning, um, and then I got to go out and drive all over for appointment. Um, I just drive for about three, four hours, and then I'll end up going to work later that evening, and then I get to work out again. So I'll get two workouts in the morning. Damn. Um, Long yeah. day ahead of you, man. I appreciate your motivation, dude. Definitely somebody I need to talk to again. I'm going to check in on you. And sure. we'll, we'll do another episode, man. And we'll keep it going, all right? Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you, know, you taking your time. I know you're busy, bro. And good luck with everything tomorrow and in the future. And we'll talk again soon, man, okay? All right, man. Have a good one. You too, brother. Talk to you soon, bud. All right.